Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. We are back here now for the second time this week, yes, but the last episode was the Gambare bonus episode with Xavi. And as always, I am your host, Sonder Bjorn. And with me today, I have both my co hosts, Yannick and Dylan. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I hope we can get, uh, we can stay at the energy we have in this booth already. Yeah, we have we uh, or during our pre pre uh, recording call, we have had a lot of weird takes and fun takes, and we have a en- weird energy today. <laughs> I have the feeling you're talking uh, when you say weird takes, you're talking about me, but I just want the listeners to know, Thunder's wrong. About a lot of things. <laughs> Already starting to beef as we can start the show, getting getting things in. But I'm always at this energy, Yannick. And I feel great being here with you guys. Like I said, this is this show. I love it so much for the listeners out there. Hopefully, all you guys enjoy it as as always. I want to say that right off the bat. I always want yeah. to let you guys know my appreciation for all you guys listening like that. Uh, but just being here with you guys, always a great thing. And uh, makes me feel better, you know, whether it's rain, shine, snow. There's not no snow right now because it's like in May and stuff. So that's that'd be kind of weird if it did. Uh, but that happened once in April, but not, very rarely in May. But whatever the, the case may be, good times, bad times, we can always come together for the Dramatic Dream Dragons and have some, some fun talking about some fun wrestling, too. A very alternative style and can't wait to get into it today. Yeah. We, of course, are brought to you by the Five Star Network uh, Podcast Network. We are also, it's also a website, the Five Star Network.co, that produces articles about all kinds of wrestling. We have Lucha on there. We have previews for shows. We have a lot of uh, like deep dives and stuff like that. We have a special project with Dylan and the other Dylan, uh, Stardom Quest Dylan, and Savi, who do, dives into black wrestling specifically in those those articles and we of course have the other podcasts on the network like Stardom Quest uh, Watch Teach Hi-Fi Flow and uh, what's the other name? No, that's uh, you guys renamed the Cage Match Weekly. It's something new when it comes. Yeah, it's it's like a a wrestle update now but uh, that, that was a a very stressful last couple of weeks, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. But that, we, we that, did... is, that is on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's coming. Don't worry. Though. Like I said, one way or the other, at the very least, you know, me and Scott, man, Scott's so talented. I, I do want to shout him out, too. Yeah. Uh, like, so, so many great things he brings to the table. And also, I was reading a lot of the writing, too, on the website. Uh, a lot of the writers and the contributors are, like, so... Uh, interesting, their viewpoints that they bring forth on wrestling in so many different ways. I think the website itself is kind of like, uh, you know, we, we should always plug that in my opinion, because there's a lot of great talent, a lot of great interviews on there and stuff. I yeah. know he's working on one with uh Shun 
uh, like I said, we're, we're going to see in the, in the future, uh, too. We had one with Jason Lee not that long ago. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool people in the world of wrestling, whether it's in the business, but also just fans and writing. So I really want to shout out the website. And in addition to all the shows, um, you know, yeah. like a lot of talented and very unique takes uh, on all the shows. Or it's how, you know, the High Fly Flow show or the uh, Pure Gems. Yeah, Pure Gems. Yeah, let's just shout to Peps right now. I don't Pure Gems. But yeah, we it's a on fivestarnetwork.co you can go to that website and you will find all the all the articles, all the podcasts and all the interviews in one place. So, with that, we are going to break down King of DDT start we start with King of DDT then we're going to then we're going to do some Dragon Gate at the end. But yeah, we're starting with King of DDT 2023. The first round was happened on the 6th of May. Two days, no, three days after Mega Max Bump. But it was the two last shows of the Golden Week for DDT. They did both the first round and the second round back-to-back on back-to-back nights in Tokyo Shinjuku phase. And yeah, the first night was all King of DDT matches. How did you guys feel about the first night as an overall show before we get down to the card breakdown? I'm really interested to see what Yannick has to say, because uh, we talked a little bit about this. We didn't go too in-depth, but I really want to hear his take here. Oh, yeah. It was just um, a lot of fun. Um, it's eight straight singles matches. And yeah. so, you know, and with the, the cast of DDT, you know, you get a lot of variety. And especially one, uh, one decision makes me really happy on this card. So all in all, I'm really happy with it. It's two hours flat. Yeah. So, you know, it's a and very easy watch. They pace all these matches good enough to be able to watch this in all those two hours and have fun. Like, it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a long show, even though it's two hours. And yeah. Like, I watched two hours is now. very low for a <laughs> wrestling show, even, even saying that. But yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, start like, 5 a.m. for for our time yeah, and I, I, <laughs> yeah I woke up for this and watched it live which uh, put me in the ass again uh, towards the end of the show but for the start it was great yeah I watched it I didn't watch this live at all <laughs> I no chance but well, I didn't um... do that either but I, I will say that if you listen to our show talking about Max Bump I wasn't a huge fan of that show, to be honest with we, you. We weren't uh, that big of a fan of that show either. So Yeah, yeah. like I said, I, I especially thought, you know, I was like, this is a, kind of a rough watch, to be honest. Uh, obviously, the main event, I think nobody here liked. I like, you know, I try not to be too critical of stuff like that, because it has its audience and, and all that. But for me, just my personal enjoyment of wrestling, I thought this show, like the, the first round was a definite step in the right direction for, for DDT. And I thought it was like, you had a lot of stuff that played off of the DDT vibe, but, and even brought back a lot of historical stuff, like big moments for some people we've seen in the first, in both of the first two rounds, really. Uh, but at the same time, just a very easy show to watch, you know, very straightforward, and just a really fun, like you said, two hours, easy to watch, and I, and I had fun watching it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like, you know, even back to Judgment, I, I didn't think that was a great show either, to be honest. But I think these shows are, are w- pulling me back in a little bit. Yeah. 
this was the DDT we want to watch. So. Um, I I don't disagree, but it's like this is obviously way more geared to the wrestling that Dylan likes, you know, which is like wrestling, wrestling, <laughs> and not the DDT shenanigans, which you know is fine. There was some, but uh, shenanigans, yeah, of, of course there is. Um, but, um, like, you know, uh, Judgment, I thought, like, as a DDT experience, Judgment was pretty good. Well, it was way too long, but that's a different problem. Like, yeah. Speaking of way too long, Wrestle Peter Pan has already been announced to be over five hours long. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take, like, some, some sort of bed, some mattress with me. <laughs> yeah, because those sumo hole seats are I uh, have are notoriously hard to sit on, according to people. But then we are going to move on to the breakdown of the card, starting with the first match: Kazusada Higuchi defeated Yusuke Okada by TKO after a bunch of headbutts in nine minutes and eleven seconds. This was a really fast-paced and fun opener for me. I thought Yusuke Okada looked really great in defeat. Like he's, it was him that started doing the headbutts, and that kind of cost him because it, it made Higuchi really pissed and started headbutting him back, which led to the TKO. But yeah, this was a great opener to the tournament, in my opinion. Well, you're missing the main point and the reason why Higuchi had a secret weapon here that nobody could have predicted. He cut this hair. Out with it. Yeah, exactly, exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and that led to the power of the headbutt being unstoppable for Higuchi and taking out young Yusuke Okada, even though he's been around for years now. And I love him so much, and he was so great here. And I wish he would, I wish he would do something, but they never do anything with him, and it makes me sad. I wish he had but a the... less protected first opponent <laughs> in the tournament. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it, it made for a really good match. I thought they they worked well together, and I really enjoyed it. This, this totally kicked off the show right for me. Yeah, same. Yannick, what did you think about this match? Yeah, nothing to add. This was great fun. Yeah, with that, we move over to Hideki Okatane getting the surprise win over Shinma Katsumata with a double arm suplex after 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Man! Hideki Okutani was on fire in this match. I like this match and the day after. It's two of Hideki Okutani's best performances. Um, Yannick, I, I know you love this match a lot. Yeah, I I'm gonna name names. Okay. Um, because this match has a, a rating below in six on cage match. Oh. Oh no. Um. Uh oh. <laughs> kill own kill black mass of love you gave this a four what's wrong with you this was fucking awesome personally match of the night ah i was so happy with this um okitani had a point to prove in this match yeah and he let shonma feel that and he got a, an extreme title challenge out of it so oh, the, Someone really needs to, to count all the elbows thrown in this. Oh, this was great. I feel like Kill Owens Kill is like a side character on this show. Whenever we talk about DDT. <laughs> like, you, you always bring him up. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> 
but like his ratings are pretty wild. Like he maybe he shouldn't watch DDT. <laughs> no, we need we need everyone to watch DDT. Like on here, we need we need everyone to watch it. Uh, but I have to say, I I'm not as down on it as him by, by any means. I'm, I wouldn't say it was a match of the night, but it was like really great and effective and like cool to see Okatani get the win. I mean, the fans were into this too. Like yeah. they treated this like it was a big moment for him, and it felt like a big moment, and it was wrestled really good. I liked the match a lot. I thought they did a great job uh, in it. Shunma is one of my favorites in the whole company. I thought he performed his part really well. Okatani getting a big win. In general, I like, like, if you look at the card up and down, I think you have a lot of, like, everything they did was, like, good, pretty much. Like, uh, like I really didn't have any problems. Maybe there was one or two matches I would have did different, but I think that everything they did was so good and easily enjoyable that it made the show that much better. But yeah, this was a good match. Like, quality stuff and a big win for Okatani. Um, the best... Like, I totally expected this match to go this way. Like, I, I picked uh, Okatani over Shunma, but uh, most importantly, I like I totally expected Okatani to just clobber him. Um, but Shunma was so surprised and really needed a, needed a few moments throughout this match to just calm himself down um, and, you know, trying to get a coherent response to it. And in the end, he couldn't. And Okatani, you know, I think it, like it's his first first big win. So yeah, yeah. He even called Katsumoto pathetic uh, because a double champion shouldn't lose in round one. <laughs> and so Ooh, shots fired. Shot, shot, shots fired by Hideki Okatani. And as he said, he has already made the challenge for the extreme title. So that's a title title match in the future. Um, it's set for the final show, I think. Oh, nice, nice. Spoiler alert, Hideki Ugatani didn't win in the second round. But then we move over, we'll get to that later. Then we move over to Sanshiro Takagi making his return after five years away from the King of DDT tournament. And he is he made his return to the tournament in a big win over Yukio Sakaguchi with the Texas clothesline after three minutes and 40 seconds. Um, this did its job. It served to get Sanshiro Takagi to the second round and Yukio Sakaguchi... I had fun kicking <laughs> for like three minutes. It was, it was, it was just a quick match to get mo- uh, get out of the way. It was the boss saying, "I want to move forward, but I don't want to wrestle a lot." Yeah, and, and both of those things hit true. <laughs> yeah, it was him saying, "That's not going to work for me, brother." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember this match at all. It was a fun sprint, but then yeah, that's you move. We move over to Hiroshima, uh, losing to Chris Brooks after 12 minutes and 8 seconds when Chris Brooks hit the two uh, two Praying Mantis bombs, and I thought this over-delivered. This was so good. This was one of my favorite matches on this show. I thought it was really fun to see Brooks, like, uh, first of all, he made sure that uh, Drew Parker and Masahiro Takanashi distracted Harashima, and then he attacked Mr. DDT Harashima from from behind. And it was just a really fun spot fest. Howard, attack him from behind, using people to distract? What are you, Brooks? This is a legend. Coward. I I mean, he he is a British man. Him attacking someone 
from back from the back doesn't really surprise me. Maybe maybe he needed to go and watch the coronation of King Charles, and so he wanted to get out of there quick because that was on the same day. Oh my God, that sounds like the worst idea I've ever heard of in my life. So sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, the match was I really good. Though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. That's this was a shenanigans match, though. So, be yeah, warned. it it was. I liked it a lot. It was a lot of shenanigans, but uh, I thought Hiroshima doing a lot of his his spots is so impressive because it's Hiroshima. He he is nearing fifty years old, and he is doing like this insane uh. Rib- Reverse Frankensteiners and stuff like that, Inver- inverted Frankensteiners, where I uh, where I'm scared that he will break his neck or something. Uh, after this match, he said on Twitter that he he is officially old. So he he uh, maybe now he will slow down a bit. I I hope not. I think it's more like I have slowed down too much. Maybe okay. I'm just old now. Okay. But then we move over to Mao. No, wait. Uh, Yunakeoma defeating Tetsuo Endo, his faction mate, with the torture rack turn back. Uh, like, it was basically he, re- he reversed the torture rack from uh, Tetsuo Endo and rolled him over into a headlock and pinned him with that headlock in 10, mi- 10 minutes and 12 seconds. This, this was way nothing. This was nothing for me. I. Nothing connected with me in this match. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? You knock out versus Tetsuo Well, I think that the main thing we have to see here is that these two... It shouldn't be that way, what you said, because these two are together. Yeah. Like, they're in the same group. This, this should be a big match, because it's the two highest-ranked members of Burning going against each other. But yeah. nothing connected for me. I just I don't know. I like I I I love Akiyama, and yeah. Endo is not my favorite. But he, I don't think he's terrible or anything like that. He's just not that interesting. And I and that's kind of how I feel about this match actually as a whole. Is like it's not like it was bad, but I just don't think there was anything interesting about it. And when it and when it ended, when he beat Endo, it didn't feel like a big win at all. Like, you know, like like anything that was like a redemption or a step up or anything like that. It just felt like, oh, another match. And now Endo's gone and Akiyama's out and Endo's going to face some WWE guy. <laughs> like, they, yeah. they had to they had to make room for that, I, I guess. Like, we don't want him wrestling too much before this match. So, I don't the know. Mystery but WWE wrestler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mystery man from, from WWE, of course. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This was... I thought it was a good match, um, but nothing to, nothing there to quite latch on to. Shout out Dramatic DDT for reminding me that uh, Endo gave Akiyama three exploder suplexes three times in a row. Like, he did the exploder suplex three times in a row. I can't recall that. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> like, I've, I've, admittedly, I've seen a lot of wrestling shows since these two shows happened. Since there's almost six days since the, the, the shows happened, but it, it is... I don't remember that. I remember the finish and that's it. <laughs> well, and, and are you pulling Jamie's card right now? 
Are you calling out dramatic DDT? No, I'm... Are you questioning I, I, the amount I'm of exploder support? I'm giving a shout-out to dramatic DDT for doing the, a better job than me taking notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just wanted to make sure. I, I, just, yeah. I don't want any heat. I just want to make That's sure. That's why we have you. Yeah. Well, but... I don't need to take notes. <laughs> True. Speaking <laughs> of... <laughs> then we move over to... I'm sorry, Sandra. <laughs> Then we move over to Mao defeating Takeshi, Mas Takeshi Masada with the Sen Senbuku Yaku, I think it's called, in 9 minutes and 28 seconds. This was fun. It, this was just exactly what I wanted. This was probably probably my match of the night, this or Rashomon Chris. I thought it was really fun to see Takeshi Masada in the like Mao style of a match. And I thought he did a great job in the, in doing that. What do you guys think how about good, it? How good was that finish, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. That finishing stretch was so good. Yeah, just to move the end, the Simpu Kiyaku, like, it was like a big kick, like, spinning kick deal. But yeah, he did it, he, like, yeah. He runs through, like, he starts doing it halfway across the ring. Yeah. It's I, so oh, cool. I, yeah, and it was like in this match particularly, it was like so perfect how he did it. And Masada is just great. I mean, this guy, a total prodigy type of guy. Uh, I think yeah. this guy can wrestle anybody and have a good match at this point. I don't care that he's a rookie or whatever. He yeah. still, to me, is among the better in ring guys uh, on the roster. And we saw here, like, you know, this was like right up there to me. There's like two or three, I would say, would be among my favorites uh, on, on the show. But this was one of them, I would say. And there was like some quality here. Definitely worth checking out here. And I thought both men looked really good. Yeah, I agree. This, this was great. This could have gone oh, longer, though. It could have gone a bit longer. Um, no, I think it was kind of good in this, in this range on this show. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe well, like take. I wouldn't mind. Two, yeah, two take a few. <laughs> like to, remove two minutes of the Akiyama and Endo match and put those two minutes into this match. Well, I w I <laughs> just want to say, uh, take two minutes from Kotaro and Kanon. Oh yeah. It just removed that <laughs> match entirely. I just get. Speaking of time for the worst match of the, of the night, Kotaro yeah. Suzuki defeated Kanon with an inside cradle after eight minutes and forty three seconds. This was boring this was this was so boring i i i don't i feel so bad for Conan. like for him to be saddled with this daisuke sasaki wannabe gimmick i feel so bad for him <laughs> what do you guys think about this you, you guys think i see like the parts of a good wrestler with him yeah, but I have I, never once seen him putting it together correctly. The best performance he has ever done was the Naruki Doi match, and that was like the fine. That, that was good. Like it wasn't that like special, but it was it, it, the best performance Kanon had did had done in this gimmick. Like I, I think I remember seeing him before he he get got this gimmick. And he had a pretty good brawl with Minoru Suzuki and JTO or something like that, if I recall, in a tag match. Haka has to be so, so ashamed watching him wrestle at this point. Oh. At, at this point, Azusa is better. 
Oh, man. <laughs> well, they, yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're well, they're great though. So, so that's she had like no ten sh- matches in her whole career. <laughs> yeah, but she's way better than Kanan. <laughs> shout out, shout, shout out, Inaba, the sister of Tomoka Inaba. Yeah, well, like, shout out Tomo- Tomoka too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she's the the best one probably of the, the Taka trainees of JTO uh, along with Micah. But yeah, we, we were uh, talking about Idol Choshi wrestling before. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys think Conan uh, could do an idol gimmick? It'd be better than what he's doing now. I, yeah, I, I, but I, I, imagine the tag team of uh, Rising Higher doing Conan as these Ikemen idols, <laughs> like this boy, boy toy emo. Good-looking guys, but for real though. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired at good-looking guys right now? Uh, (laughs) Shots fired at Tadasuke. What about Jack Morris? He's a good-looking guy. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to set the record straight on that. Yohei is not. Yohei is not a good-looking guy. I mean, he shines next to Tadasuke. Kanon would would be the best-looking guy in that group. Everyone is beautiful. I don't judge people <laughs> by these superficial standards that you guys are. Speaking of beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> we move <laughs> over to Yuki Ueno of defeating Naruki Doi with a VR in 60 minutes and 19 seconds. The main event. I'm sure you're talking about Yuki Nori Matsui. <laughs> this was a really fun main event. A, like, this was exactly what I thought a Doi versus Yuki Ueno match would be. Like the finishing stretch was like exactly like the the Doi title matches in Dragon Gate, where he just gets the energy up to a hundred and makes sure that everyone in the crowd is paying attention to like every little thing. And uh, yeah, but in the end, Yuki Ueno got the VR in a surprising one and got the got the pin on Naruki Doi. What do you guys think about this main event? What do you think, Yannick? Um, as I said um, at the start of this, uh, waking up so early to watch the show live kind of bit me in the ass at the end because I was really tired at this and I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I could have. That being said, like as a wrestling match, this is clearly the best Um Okutani is still better though. Yeah, I like I I think I would have Mao versus Takeshi Masada over this match, and maybe even Chris Brooks and Harashima over this. But it was still like the a really good main event. It got, I didn't think the first part of this match was that good actually. Like, I thought I thought that they really it was a lot of heat. it was a lot yeah. of heat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it wasn't very good at the start. But, I mean, it by the end of it, it all worked out. Like, they totally brought it around and did what you would expect them to do. Yeah, but because I do think, yeah. where Doi shines is in those finishing stretches. Like, that that has always been Doi's, Doi's biggest, like, strength, is getting those the crowd to bite on every near fall in the end. And Ueno did a lot of great things as well. Yeah. Know, like, I thought he's... I personally think he outshined Doi, like, of, of the two in this match. Uh, to me, the other matches were, like I said earlier, there was two or three. This was a fine match, and it, it, like I said, it really got great by the end. But I think I would put, you know, the matches you said, I would put above it, the Brooks and Hiroshima, and even the opener. I thought the opener, 
Like I said, to me, all of those three, the Brooks, Hiroshima, and the Mao, and Masada, and the opener, to me, were all kind of the same level. Yeah. Uh, and I really liked all of them. Uh, and this one was like a, a fourth, I, I would say. But not... It, it got better by the end. And I, and I yeah. thought it they really delivered by the end, and it felt like a big main event. And, and it was definitely like the the biggest match of the show, like in terms of length and obviously the stuff they did. So it it worked. It worked out by the end. But I thought it was a good show overall, though, that it is like that, because there are some shows where it probably would have been the best match on the show. And I think instead, it's like you had multiple matches you can point to that were really good. And, and, and like I said, a lot of great things, if you look at the show up and down, like you had stuff. I mean, we didn't like the match that much, but Akiyama beating Endo should mean something. Uh, Brooks beating Hiroshima was a big sto- like that's a years long story that got you know put in here. Uh, you know Okatani we mentioned with his big win, and Ueno getting the win over Doi at the at the main event was a big deal for him. So I think that they did a, there was like a lot of great things to point to on this first show in my opinion. Yeah, it is definitely one a show that you should like just check out for. But like the tournament, yes, it it is of course a tournament that you should. Maybe just check out, but like skip out, skip the Kotaro Suzuki Kano match, skip the yeah. Yama and Endo match, and the rest is the rest is worth watching. Like, and it, I think even, it really even Takagi and Yuko is worth watching just for Yuko's kicks. <laughs> and I think it helps if you have followed the company for a while, like like a few years, because like I said, they did a great job of building it, not just having a good show for wrestling or whatever, but more so. Like, if you're a fan of the company, I think they did a great job of, of, you know, feeding that if you're a fan, so to speak. Even as a newer, rest, a newer fan, like, th- this is such an easy watch to just get to know lots of guys. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And then we move over to the second round, which was the day after, in Shinjuku Face, the same venue. Both of these, uh, these two shows did a lot, around 200 fans in Shinjuku Face, which is a Fine number for that uh, venue. I did not watch any of the undercard tag matches. Did you guys watch those? Ooh, I've seen the whole show, I think. But let me pull up the card real quick. Um, was... Do you remember it? Yeah, though you know pre-show. No, yeah. th- this was uh, this was a really good pre-show, like rookie tag. Yuni and Kazumazumi will be uh, a rivalry for the years to come. Yeah. And, you know, still, like, um, usual rookie stuff. I came in during the Hirata uh, 8 man. That was around when I, like, woke up. Um, Which was just Hirata stuff. But the the main point of this show was, of course, the second round matches of the King of DDT, which started when Yuki Ueno defeated Kotaro Suzuki with a VR in 12 minutes and 59 seconds. This was way better than Kotaro Suzuki's match the day before, but still not that memorable for me. It was a fine first match, first like uh, tournament match on this show. What Feels like Suzuki's kind of going through the motions. Yeah. 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 And no matter who he's with, whether it's a DDT guy or like even when he faced Akiyama, that was like the t- the most totally mid match <laughs> that that you could have. And on paper, you think that it's going to be this great banger of a match, and they even kind of promoted it as like, "Hey, we're going to do a normal match." <laughs> like, and it it still wasn't that great. And now this, Ueno's been one of their 
project guys over the last couple of years. We had the one the tournament last year has had big main events and had great matches with various people. But here, it just didn't come together at all. It was like again a totally mid match to me, like the definition of a three star type of deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, it served the purpose of getting Yuki Ueno to the semifinal. And they, with that, we move over to Yunakeyama defeating Mao. A shocking win, a shocking defeat, because I think we all expected Mao to go further in this tournament. Uh, with the st- But here, Yunakeyama defeated him with the sternest dust after 10 minutes and 19 seconds. What did you guys think about this? What do you think, Yannick? Um... I thought this was an interesting match, uh, stylistically. Mao definitely did like the land share of this match. Yeah. Um, but you know, Akiyama, uh, if he cares, he can, can be a, a great straight man. He didn't really in his extreme title match, but here it's clearly like the wrestler versus the antics. Or like the rest, the the legend versus the crazy guy. Yeah. Um. So I think that worked to an extent, but it's not not like a great match or anything. This match to me was amusing. Uh, you know, you had stuff with Akiyama. What you said is basically true. Mao was kind of doing some, you know, goofy nonsense <laughs> like that that he's known for pretty much, but. I thought Akiyama did a good job in this role. Like you said, as a straight man, pretty much. They played it exactly right that. Um, you know, uh, he, they even did a spot where uh, Mao did his deal where he tried to, like, make him flinch. Like, he was like, hey, look over there. And then yeah. he did, June didn't fall for it, but then June did it to Mao, and Mao fell for it. So it was yeah. kind of, like, decent comedy there. Uh, pretty fun match, definitely step up from the the Ueno and Suzuki match, but I wouldn't call it a great match, but for a DDT like fun type of match, I think this embodies the spirit of what I think you would want out of a DDT match like this. Yeah, I'm just I think my main thing about this was that I did I was a bit mad that Mao lost because I felt I felt like this tournament he should have gone almost to the final, if not won the whole thing. Um, That's yeah, the only one I got wrong. Yeah, I mean he is the tag champ right now, so maybe they. Yeah, they... I'm. I'm. I'm not uh, in any kind of worry about. Maybe it. maybe the match for the sumo hall versus Peter Pan show is Yunakiyama and, and Tetsu Endo. No, it can't be Tetsu Endo. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yunakiyama and Yusuke Okada or something like that uh, versus Shunmao. Well. Like I said, to me, I, I do agree with what you said, Yannick. I, I really, I mean, all of our predictions didn't come true, but I don't think it's the wrong move either. I think Mao and Shunma have something really good together as a team. Yeah. And if yeah. they, they want yeah, to bring it out more, then I don't see any problem with that. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really see a problem, uh, yeah, problem yeah. either. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And uh, this could lead to a rematch of one of the best rivalries in uh, DDT in the final, if Yonakuyama wins the semifinal. But with that, we'll move on to the next match. King of uh, King of DDT second round match, of course. Uh, Sanjiro Takagi losing to Chris Brooks after 12 minutes and 4 seconds when Chris Brooks hit 
the praying mantis bomb. This was a lot of gimmick uh, wrestling, a lot of like plunder, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was really fun because uh, much uh, like really early on, Kiso the ref got uh, got uh, cuddled by uh, Chris Brooks by mistake, and they immediately by like both him and Takagi immediately went uh, like for weapons, and they like basically made it a no DQ match and. Then Matsui came in and said said that this was an official tournament round match and they should have a normal match fair and square. And he got for the, for saying that he got thrown a like really I don't know what it was like a milk can or something like that <laughs> in his face and it, it it was one of the most wonderful cells. But yeah, this. Of course, a really plund- really big plunder match. I was surprised uh, that Sanshiro Takagi lost, but it was really fun. What do you guys think about this? Howard! We saw help again from Parker and, and Takanashi in yeah. this match. Can this man fight anyone straight up? British people cheat. I don't know. Unbelievable. And like you said, with the milk thing, this was like a, in all honesty, though, like it was like, like you said, a very goofy kind of DDT match, but a very effective a lo- one. A lot of crowd brawling, which I am so happy is back. And oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. We'll get uh, more into that when we talk about Dragon Gate later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, there was all kinds of stuff going on uh, in, in this match. The referees were all out. Uh, they were going, like you said, they had the crowd brawl. People were running in. There was the boxes. Uh, that came in, and so they really brought out the whole bag of tricks for this one. But I mean, it's a Takagi match, so you know, uh, you totally expect that. And Brooks winning, I, I have no problem with at all either. I think that it's a nice little story that they've got with him right now. Again, kind of fighting the ghost of his past almost and be it overcoming them, and I think that's great. Uh, so yeah, like for it's not like a five star match or anything, but it was a very fun, good uh, you know match like this. I'm, Absolutely. I'm looking okay. back at uh, King of uh, at DDT Pro's English account, uh, which has a lot of gifts from this show. Uh, their thread during this has so many gifts that I that are just awesome, and so like classic DDT plunder. I freaking love this. Yeah. This is this is DDT through and through. Yeah. If you liked, if you liked the Shinmao versus Higuchi and um, uh, what's his name, I blanked. I'm sorry. Uh, the match on Judgment. If you liked that match, the, the tag title match on Judgment of Harimao versus Shinmao, you will like this match. I promise. Uh, um, now I'm blanking too. Higuchi's partner in the in the. In the... We need you, Dylan. Dylan, we need you. You, you love him. <laughs> uh, Nakatsu, right? I was on mute. Yeah, Sorry, I was, say, I was saying it this whole time. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ryota Nakatsu. Yeah, thinking. thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, this. Classic... I agree with you. What you said, like just like you said, that match was a ton of fun, uh, and that this one was of a similar vein. This is the yeah. kind of stuff I want from DDT. I don't necessarily yeah. want pure wrestling. Uh, from DDT, but I want us to have like this kind of match was like really effective. I wonder what it did. Yeah, like uh, Takagi flipping the birds at Chris Brooks, and Chris Brooks just taking a big box and sla- slamming it on his head. Classic, just DDT stuff. But with that, we move over to the main event. 
Eruption implodes again when Kasusara Higuchi defeats Hideki Ugatani with the Brain Call Slam in 16 minutes and 4 seconds. And this main event, I can say, is my, it is my match of the night of these two shows of, of the tournament. Of, like, it is easily my favorite match of, the, of these two shows. Hideki Ugatani looked so awesome in defeat. This, this is the best performance Hideki Ugatani has done in singles action. It, he has completely moved away from the rookie status that he has had before this tournament, in my opinion. With this and the Shunma match the day before, I feel like Hideki Ugatani can no longer be considered a rookie. What do you guys think about this match? Dylan? Now, this was a really good match. Uh, I definitely think it's up there with all the, the best matches of the tournament. If it was the best match of the tournament, I definitely wouldn't argue at all. Uh, and there's such a perfect... This is another thing, kind of what I was alluding to on the first show, where this isn't just a like a really good and great match on its own. There's a lot of history to it if you've been following yeah. along with the company for a, a long like, time and stuff. If you did not know, the coat, that the, the eruption coat that Hideki Ukutani came comes out with, is the former eruption coat of Higuchi, which Higuchi gifted to Okutani when he left eruption. So yeah. it, it is such a like deep match. <laughs> yeah. If you followed if you followed Hideki Okutani's stories uh, story, you will just love this match. Like I did. <laughs> oh absolutely. And it showed that like when Higuchi wants to turn it on, he can still be that killer. You know, like when it was time to get it done, he this wasn't like some epic back and forth, you know, finish. He put him away, and yeah. uh, I thought it was like, and for the better, like because I think that not only was this match really good and very meaningful for Okatani and Higuchi and the fans as well, but I think that they have enough in the tank that they could do it again and, and do some great things, uh, and like do it have an even better match in the future. So I, I really look forward to that. And I think these guys are great. Uh, Yannick, what did you think of this? When uh, the first match, uh, first match was Okatani proving himself to DTT and the audience, and probably himself, this was proving himself to Higuchi, yeah, like the one that took him in. And as you said, like Okatani with with this match, he definitely isn't a rookie anymore. He finally got new gear. Um, the bad monster logo is gone. Yeah. Um, I'm not fair here or or like objective in in any way, but this is clearly match of the of the tournament so far. Um, just with what it signified, it obviously was really strong, but with what it signified and how much it elevated, uh, Okatani. Mission accomplished. Yeah. And, but uh, let me ask you this, Yannick. I got one more thing before you jump in, Sandra. This has been very important. We got to call out. And my question to you is this, Yannick. What did Kill Owens Kill say about this match? Oh, um, yeah. I'll search that. Give me a moment. Yeah, we need we need to fi find out what he thinks before we move on anything forward right now. That's, okay. He gave it an well, 8. Oh, and three, and, three oh, okay. and three quarters. Yeah, You're that's about what I would give it. 
Well, Okatani performed much better here than uh, in the match against Shunma. You're wrong. Um, which is not surprising. Money. What the f- What does that mean? <laughs> Higuchi was great. It allowed his younger friend to demonstrate his abilities and reveal his great best side. The finale wasn't epic and fast, but it showed that Okatani is behind and he has a lot to grow. At least he grasped that. A good yeah, meaning, I, yeah, I kind of said, yeah, said something and, similar to that. But in my in my opinion, I I don't count Hideki Ugatani as a rookie anymore after this match. He has now like wrestled for three years almost. I, he debuted in 2020. And I think it's time for him to win the tag titles or the six-man titles or just win something and, and finally be like a prominent player. Like, if him and Yukio wins, beats Shunmao for the tag titles, I would not be mad about it. If him, Saki, and and Yukio win the six-man titles from... It's like... Who's holding it right now? It's Shinya Aoki, Super Sasu Dango Machine, and Yukio Eno. If they beat them for the, for the six-man titles, I would be really happy. The problem with the six-man titles is, is that... For some reason, Yuki Ueno is holding them. <laughs> like um, I'm all for the six, uh, for the six man, because yeah. um, also like Saki Kai would finally win something again. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm clamoring for that Yuki and Saki tag jump. Yeah. But that. But yeah, I I definitely need him to start like not be considered a rookie anymore and be in other matches than just the rookie opening tags and stuff like that, that he sometimes gets put in a lot. Any, anything you guys want to uh, talk about with this show before I preview the King of the Finals? Yeah, I thought that the first show was obviously, you know, bigger. Yeah. It had twice as many matches. But I thought this show was effective in its own way. And I thought, like, besides the Ueno and Suzuki match, which, you know, none of us really liked that much, the other two matches were more for... this. Like, this encamp- encapsulated the spirit of DDT more. Because, like, the first night show is something that you probably won't see a lot in DDT. Like, you know, there won't be a lot of shows like that. Here, you had the tournament, you had a lot of the good stuff from night one, but more of the craziness that DDT is known for. And you, you had good stuff, people winning. Uh, like I said, I think we were all a little surprised at Mao going out so early. But that's okay. You know, you an upset or two is never a bad thing in the tournament. And just a fantastic main event that, like you said, they've, they're elevating people. And I think Okatani gained something from the tournament, even losing in the second round, where... Like you said, now he's at a different level than the rookie status. So I think they've not only was the the shows both good, but I think they accomplished a lot in them too. So I really got to give DDT a couple of thumbs up for these shows here. Yeah. And then uh, with that, they did the straw pick or the like ball picking out of the box thing to f- figure out what's what were going to be the semifinals. They do this every year where they pick balls out of a like box and the color of the ball is the person you will face. So the first uh, first thing was that Higuchi and Yuki Ueno both picked a red ball, so they are facing in the semifinal. And Yu Nakayama and Chris Brooks picked the blue balls. 
that they are facing in the semifinal. And I think those two semifinals are very cool. Like, they, we will see the rematch of the last KOD Openweight title match of 2022, which was Higuchi defend, uh, defeating uh, Yukio Eno. And we will see Yunakiyama and Chris, who have like a clash of. They are kind of. They've, they did a lot of like undercard rivaling last, last year. So I think this is, this is a pretty good semifinal. And who do you guys think wins these two semifinals? And ultimately, ultimately is the uh, final. Uh, Yannick, you first. Um, I'm, like, it's luck, so I'm not like, disappointed, but I think um, Chris versus uh, June is the match I'm least interested in, in all the possibility- possibilities. Um, but, you know, we got it. <sighs> it's hard. Because my pick is out. Yeah. My pick all is also out. Um, I fear... Like, I'm not totally against it. I'm just not really that interested. My fear is that um, DDT sees their low numbers and think we need to go with Akiyama again. Yeah, that is also my fear. The, the, I, 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 we talked. I broached a bit about this during the pre-show talk, but I, I am a bit afraid of a DDT giving Yunakiyama the the main event at Peter Pan because they wanted a bigger number in in uh, Sumo Hall in attendance, and they'll bank on Yunakiyama's star power for that. I'm worried about that because I don't, I don't. A Yunokiyama versus Yuji Hino main event at Versa Peter Pan does not sound that appealing to me. <laughs> um, so I hope they don't do that. If, like originally, like earlier this year, you can go back in the archives of this of this podcast and you will hear me say this uh, after we, when we review Higuchi and, Higuchi and Yuji Hino when Higuchi lost, I said maybe this will be Higuchi's story this year. He will have to re- come back from this loss, uh, loss to the guy that always beats him to finally beat him at the biggest show later this year. And maybe that's, that is happening. I kind of had uh, gone away from that, that th- thought once they, uh, once they did the, um, the Takagi and Takeshita match because I thought they were going to Built to Takagi versus Takeshita <laughs> for the for the KOD title, but of course maybe they are waiting with that, or maybe that was never in the plans. They just were talking <laughs> about it. But I don't see Higuchi winning this. I it could happen, like him going back to back in the King of DDT wins could happen, but I think Yuki Ueno is the most likely, in my opinion. Dylan, what do you think about the semifinals and who is your predicted winner? Well, it's really interesting when you look at it because I think these are guys that, for one reason or another, I didn't really consider. Uh, you know, at, at the start, uh, obviously, like Yannick said, not just his picks, but all of our picks were, were wrong and will be something yeah. different, but that's okay. Uh, I think this is a kind of interesting. Um, 
I think there's arguments for multiple different people too on here. I think the main thing they should look for, because in my opinion, I think DDT needs a spark of some sort of top, something to get the fans. The winner of this tournament, the winner of this final, is beating Hino at yeah. yeah, 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 and I think they need something to latch on to. Uh, and I think Ueno is the one that's been the best built, but the problem is, is that in between, like, there was a time where I would have like totally rallied behind this and said it was perfect, but I don't think he's really gotten that kind of momentum, you know, like, like he hasn't. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a tough spot because I, I and I respect him as a talent. And like I said, there was a time where it happened. We talked about this last year. Uh, me and Yannick were covering uh, DDT. Think yeah. If uh, if the Keshta was holding the KOD Openweight Title match, title now, yeah, that and, would have more history to it. Yeah, and I think that would have been if then I would have said that Yuki Ueno is given to win this this tournament and face him. But Yuji Hino doesn't have that big of, of a history with Yuki Ueno. Yeah, so stylistically, I think, you know, you can make cases. I mean, hey, the Hino and, and Higuchi match from January was a great match. Best DDT you know, like, match this year. Oh, uh, totally. Like, in my, in my opinion, I 100% yeah. agree. So if they wanted to do that, and this Hino thing was just to kind of give Higuchi a break for a few months to, to yeah. get back to it, with, make it maybe a little more interesting than just have him continually win. I wouldn't hate that. It'll be interesting to see how that would do, you know, from a business perspective in Sumo Hall. But for the fans, at least for me as a fan, I don't care if there's two people in there. I'll, I'll still love that match. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Akiyama, oh man, he's really struggled to me like in the last year. I don't think yeah. he's done a great job, you know, with his title reign or even throughout this tournament. He hasn't really been a standout performer, in my opinion. Uh, it's a shame because obviously he's like one of the greatest ever, <laughs> like, you know, like one of the best wrestlers ever. But I think he's really had a rough time uh, in terms of just being interesting the last while. But him versus Hino does have some, uh, you know, interest to it, I would say, just for me as a fan as well. Uh, and Brooks, I think that would be really something. That would be a bold choice, something that I, nobody saw coming. I doubt Brooks will main event judgment. Yeah, no, no, um, uh, that's the problem. Because I it's in sumo. Yeah, I would absolutely love it. Um, yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know. Yeah, you kind of negates it. Yeah, you're you're right. Y'all are right about that. But I just think if they're if they're if their point of view is like, look. Things are a little stagnant right now. We haven't really got on anything. Let's just try something way out of the box. Yeah. You know, I think, and like, yeah. I All think four that of the, these yeah. will get title matches in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, this is the obviously first, an elevation for Chris Books. Yeah. But the first of the, uh, the first of the bunch will be the winner, and that is, I think, Akiyama, uh, Akiyama over Weno in the finals. Yeah. That is your prediction? Akiyama wins? Yeah. Akiyama over Ueno in the finals. Okay, Dylan? I'll go with Higuchi winning. Over? Akiyama. Okay. No, over Brooks. I'm, I'm putting Brooks on the main event. Uh, that's uh, not, that's not great. That he wins. That's great. Yeah, yeah Higuchi over Brooks. I am going with Yuki Ueno over Chris Brooks in the, in the final. Okay, so we've all got difference here. So I'm the pessimist here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, we will of course 
maybe we'll uh, next week's episode might be a bit later in the week, so we can review this show, or we'll uh, talk about some other stuff and just preview the show again next week. So I'll not run through the whole card. We will know how next week will go yet. But there is one DDT show I want to cover before we move on because it could it could have some implications. Because tomorrow on the 14th, no, on the on Sunday the 14th, uh so in 2 days uh DDT are holding a sh- a taped show, I think. It's not going to be live on Wrestle Universe. It, it at least isn't on the schedule, but it will be taped. I hope so because this card is pretty good actually. But DDT uh only we X DDT special which is Uni uh, Uni, uh Yuji Hino's 20th anniversary event from Shiba uh Garden City. I'll just run through the card because it, as I said, it's a pretty good card. Opening match: Hideki Yukutani versus Rukia. Uh, second match: Daisuke Sasaki, MJ Paul, and Kanon Domination TA versus Shinmao, Yus- Shinma Katsumata, Yusuke Okada, and Kazuma Sume. Number uh, match number three: Hiroshi Yamato and Yuya Kur- uh, Kuroku versus Chris Brooks and Takeshi Masada. Pheromones versus Disaster Box, Yuki Sexy Inno, Dunshuku Dandy Dino versus Toru Washi and Kazuki Hirata. And the special tag match, Mao and Toyo Kojima versus Makoto Ishii and Shihiro Ashai. And then KOD's six man tag titles, they are back. Maybe this is when they drop them. Shin Yaoki, Yuki Ueno, and Super Salsa Dango Machine defending against Hari Mao, Kazusara Higuchi, Ryota Nakatsu, and Yuki Ishida. I hope that is a title switch. And in the main event, Yuji Hino debuted 20th anniversary match. Yuji Hino, the KOD Openweight Champion, teaming with Yunakiyama and Yukio Sakaguchi versus Tetsuo Endo, Harashima, and Big Japan Pro Wrestling's Yuji Okobayashi. Now, this, I'm going to get put on the tinfoil here about this main event. Because, as we all know, Recipe Pan is in July. It is in the middle of July, I think. It's not early. Uh, but it is in July. Which means it's two months to, until then. Or one and a half month. Are we really going to go one and a half month without a Yuji Hino title defense? I don't think so. We know the the King of DDT winner will face the KOD Openweight Champion at WrestlePeter Pan because that just makes sense. But I, I think if they are running a cork and hole in June, put Yuji Hino versus Yuji Okabayashi. Now that Yuji Okabayashi can take a pin, put that match in the main event of Cork and Hall, and you will have Yuji Hino's like standout. Defense before he drops the title away. Peter Pan. What's the exact the date exactly? For Peter Pan. Um, no, no, no. The the Korkin. I don't know. I don't know if there is a June Korkin. I hope there is a June Korkin. It just makes sense. But June, because Okabayashi will be champion again by then. Tag champ, but champ. Yeah, but still, I do think that. That is that is a match that has history behind it because of course going back to Big Japan history, Yuji Hino was in Big Japan. They 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 have faced before, I think, 
Uh, but it would also be a, just a big match. Just because Yuji Okabayashi has always been treated as a big deal when he's in, over in DDT, I do think this match could draw a lot of people into Corrigan. Dylan, what do you think about this prediction, tinfoil prediction? <laughs> I love it. I think that, listen, there's no plan or prediction or conspiracy that ends with Okabayashi is at a big major main event. That's a bad idea. Yeah. It can only be good. So I think that I love the idea. Uh, I think that it's possible. You know, I, I don't really know what their thinking is at the moment. You know, there's a lot of stuff up in the air. I mean, like, hey, look, who would have predicted before it got announced that it was going to be Hino versus Hino for, for, the, for the title, you know? Uh, the four, none of us picked any of the fi- the semifinalists for this tournament. So they're yeah. doing a lot of stuff now uh, that maybe is a little uh, off the wall a little bit. So I say if you're going to do some surprises and things like that, that's one of the best ones you could have. So I love the idea. I'm just looking if they had singles matches before, but I can only find one. Also, the the big thing about this match is, of course, that Smiling Pizarro is uh, reuniting in the main event. Yeah. Um, if Mutual <laughs> Kobayashi is back. I mean, of course, you idea, idea like the match would be great. Um, yeah. You, you talked about this before. I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think... The Corgan, uh, the June Corgan will be what? Are, what are you doing, twenty twenty three, on this, the twenty fifth of June? I think if I'm if the translation is right. E- either way, they they all, yeah, that is the Corgan Hall show. What are you doing on twenty on the twenty fifth of June, which is two three weeks before uh, Wrestle Peter Pan. So it it makes sense to have a KOD openweight title match on that show because two t- two successful defenses before dropping the titles the title is kind of weak for Yuji Hino. He hasn't had that big standout defense yet. Like the Yuki Onayo match was like really good, but it wasn't that standout. It wasn't near the level of the match he won the title in. He had the Yuki Yuki Ino match, which the less said about that match, the better. So I just think a a strong title defense against an opponent he has history with, like Yuji Okabayashi, just makes sense. And I hope I'm right. <laughs> because it could be really good. Either way, I will. we will definitely cover this uh, Yuji Hino 20th anniversary show next week. But then, are we ready to move over to Dragon Gate? Oh yeah, or... I'm ready. Okay. We move over to Dragon Gate, Hopeful Gate, Cork and Hall on the 11th of May, this Thursday, yesterday. Live from Cork and Hall with English commentary. This show drew 1,101 fans into the building and six of them were actress girls uh, roster members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to say that because I and marked out. Dragon Gate wouldn't have 
half as many viewers if Joshi wrestlers wouldn't exist. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we of course uh, this show is the first live show that Rangate has done since uh, that are live, but they did have some house shows uh, that between that now and then, like between that are live and this show, and I should. Before we get on to this this show and the car breakdown and all that, I recommend everyone to go and watch Gold Class versus D Courage uh, from the YouTube Digest on the the sixth of May, the day after Dead or Alive. It was the day after Dead or Alive. Kikura was awesome. He was still in the glow of Dead or Alive. He was still like really hyped about everything. He was still really fired up and. Him and Kota Minora in this match especially was just an awesome like sequence. They they had some really good sequences and it was one of the a really good YouTube like it's free, go watch it. Uh I I'm I, I'm guessing you two haven't watched that match. <laughs> because there's been a lot of wrestling lately. So much wrestling going on right now, Sandre. Yeah. But yeah, that that is a a digest that was like twelve minutes, uh, so definitely worth watching. But then we move over to this show, as I said, from Cork and all, and uh, let's. Are, first of all, how were you guys feeling about this show going into it, and how did you feel after it? <laughs> okay, that's kind of interesting, because. Outside of the the main event, I didn't think that much of it. Yeah. It was a, an interesting card. Um, I liked when I was watching. I liked all the matches really well. Yeah. Um, well, all that I've seen. Um, I've skipped one. Yeah. Um, but the, the rest was was really fun. But they never stopped talking on this show. No, the kind, the kind of afterward, afterwards, like that, really pulled it down. Yeah, there was a lot of promos on the show. <laughs> to be fair, what do you think? Um, what did you think, Dylan? Yeah, you know, going into it, I just thought, well, you know, you, you don't want to say a house show because it is a Quarken, but there's meaning to it. The main event looked good uh, on paper. Uh, but as a show, I have to say, this wasn't something that caught my eye. I was getting super hyped about it or, or anything like that. I just hoped that we would get a good show uh, up and down for DG. And maybe something would happen. Although I I don't know if we could say that it, anything did of, of super importance. But it was a decent show. I, this So the thing about this show was that I was, cons- I was in, the, in the hype of Dead or Alive, I was expecting something big to happen on this show. I, because, of course, it, as we talked about at Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive was such an interesting show, they shook, they, and they shook like the, the title scenes especially up so much that you don't... I wasn't really expect... Uh, I didn't know what to expect, you know, uh, from this show. I knew they were going to do the MK, the MK and Kondo preview, but... Other than that, I didn't know we we could have a heel turn and stuff like that. I was expecting something big to happen. And when at the end of the show, 
not nothing had big had happened. I was a bit disappointed. I was I was like, okay, you're holding off on building the big Kobe World main event. Okay, okay, I'll I'll wait and see then. But I the what they set up uh, for the next uh, the next the next few weeks, I am really hyped about the like we were going to talk about with the opener and the main event especially. But then uh, we should start with the break card breakdown in the opener. Lyas Rayo returned for a special visit. Maybe he's staying uh, along, like, longer, but right now it's just a visit, and it's just this match. But he defeated Jason Lee with a modified clutch after uh, Jason Lee and Casey when he teamed with Rangdaya. When he hit a modified clutch after a, like, really big, like, um, pin, roller pin sequence, and I thought Lyas Rayo looked really good in his return match. What do you guys think about this match? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I thought Australia looked like rock solid in his return. And I think that comes into play considering who he was wrestling against, too, yeah. in this match as well. I mean, two of the best Jason on the whole Casey. roster. Yeah, yeah, oh. Jason and Casey. Yeah, two of the best on the whole roster uh, when it came to that. Uh, I think that they really did a great job of making him shine out, do some good things. Daya, uh, obviously always a good wrestler. It's just, to me, the most interesting thing was Australia coming back. So I think that kind of overshadowed Daya for me a little yeah. bit. But as a match, it was still good. Like, very good opener, I thought. Australia did the tranquilo. Uh, like, rope. <laughs> That's true. It was so cool. <laughs> what do you think about this opener? Yannick? Um, it's Lestrade was certainly the highlight, as he should have been. Yeah, this match was all about him, and um, it was a surprise. It was a surprise that he rolled up Jason for me. I was kind of expecting it. Okay. Um, but like he started off with um some the first. Uh, thing that he had was like a flip, um, hands flippy thing onto Jason, and you know, timing was off, like they were kind of too far apart. And it's oh, well, it's still lost, Rhea, yeah, because and Jason if, jumped himself out of the ring, which looked really bad. If you haven't ever seen Lost Rhea before. And you, you because you're a new Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate fan that came in during, uh, like after him and Espikento left on the excursion. La Estrella has always been like a very, like miss, like he he misses a lot of the, the big moves he does. It's it's bad, yeah. But then you know, Jason jumped himself out of the ring, and then La Estrella did, like the gnarliest move of the whole show when he, what is that um do you know the name name of this? He jumped between uh, mi- uh, second and top rope and turned himself lengthwise mm-hmm. and then landed like head down on Jason. Oh, it was so good. That looked great. It was a great dive. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, kind of like a, a tope into like a, a spin to like a moonsault at the same time almost. Yeah. Yeah. It And then... Um... I also thought that uh, it it was fun to see Jason and Dio just pick up right where they left off at Dead or Alive, because they 
they just went at it like they hadn't stopped. <laughs> and it was fun. Uh, also, after the match, uh, La Estrella has apparently learned human language. Because, of course, he's an alien. That That's his gimmick. He... He he is he came from the stars and joined Masquerade and he couldn't speak, but now he he speaks perfectly Japanese. I was so shocked. Great bit. <laughs> I think the crowd was really buying it, but because uh, and all knew that as that's like the first time that he talked. Yeah, they 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 treated it like a big deal because they all popped. <laughs> But you know, seeing him like this, I really want him to just go the um go the UT way. The Yahweh style and yeah. just uh, the technical, the grappling style, and then just out of nowhere pull out the great dive. Yeah, because he he does a lot of that also. Like he he, he seems like he's more comfortable doing that <laughs> sometimes than doing like crazy dives. But yeah, I hope like he looked way better than he looked where before he went on excursion, and he looked way better than he has do- done during most of the excursion matches I've seen him in. Uh, so yeah, I, that's I, true. I agree with that. I'm really I, I, if he's ready to come back, bring him back, and of course, this win over Jason. Instantly means that he has to pre- uh, he could challenge for a break yet instantly when he comes back next time. I don't think he's booked for any of the other shows coming up. So yeah, he, okay, he is booked for one show uh, the, uh, coming up. So we will still see a more uh, some more live trail before he goes back to the states and Mexico. But this was fun, and with that we move over to one of the best matches on the show. My probably my second be- uh, favorite match on the show. Big Boss Shimizu, Jack Funky Kumei, and UT defeated Daiki Yanaguchi and uh, Kaito Nagano and Minoreta in 11 minutes and 6 seconds after Shimizu hit a awesome Liger Bomb. Okay. And man, this, ma- this match was awesome because Big Boss Shimizu was on a mission. He, he is like, I remember. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Big Boss Shimizu being left out of the Big Six uh, segment at uh, Dead or Alive, it was like you could see that that got to him. Because in this match, he wanted to prove that he he should be in that spot. And he was just making sure that every, every one of the rookies looked great, He was and he was doing great moves on them. And yeah, how... yeah. I was so impressed with him, as I always am. I think Shimizu is this guy. He never really got his due, uh, you know, when it comes to like a big push or anything like that. They've got a good, they had a good thing going with him and KZ as the tag team. Yeah. But when you see stuff like this, this kind of reminds me back in the Big R days. <laughs> you know, when I, I he was like one of my absolute favorite guys. Uh, he was just on a, like you said, on a mission here. I thought the the young guys did great too. Uh, you know, Nagano always a highlight. Yanaguchi always uh, definitely a highlight in Corquin. Uh, we yeah, we have to give oh, him yeah. his props. Yeah, yeah, I really like this guy a lot. I thought they all looked good and made for a, a very nice undercard match here. Absolutely. Not uh, much to say about it. This was just eleven minutes. 
of pure fun and with I'll... four really young guys in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, yeah, because you mentioned there, Jackie Funky Kame, Minoritsa, Kaiten Agano, and Daiki Yonaguchi all debuted like in the last three years, like four years. So, like, you always forget that about Jackie. Jackie is really new to wrestling. He's not like a, a veteran like UT or Big Boss. Yeah, that's what consistency does to you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it, it is so good to see UT back, especially like he. It was great. The the finish, like the finishing stretch between Daiki and uh, Big Boss, was so good. And when Boss transitioned from the Boston Crab to the the Liger Bomb, such a good transition and like such a good base from Big Boss to do, be able to do that. Uh, and yeah, I more. This was of course uh, Daiki Yanaguchi's first match since he got that minor injury, which. I don't know if you guys heard that, but Jay explained what the minor injury was, and it was him. Daiki Onoguchi had gone to pick pick up some groceries, and he had twisted his leg. Well, listen, <laughs> what, what I want to know is, what did he have in that grocery bag? What did <laughs> yeah. he, he pick? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Was was it was it poultry? Was it produce? Was it toilet paper? What did what, he have in that bag? Was it bringing? Uh, was it buying drinks for the for the rest of the roster? That very well could have been a thing. Or what, what drinks would he get? What What do you think they would want? Would it be maybe uh, some kind of juice of some sort? I don't maybe know what some... drinks are. What drinks are in Japan? Maybe wrong zero. It's <laughs> all drink. Yannick, Yannick, when you are in Japan, you can go and look in grocery stores and think about what drinks Daiki Yonaguchi bought for the Dragon Gate roster in this headcanon. Um, I saw uh, like a YouTube short today um, that in 7-Eleven they started to sell this freshly made smoothies. Okay. So, um, mm. They have a machine there and you just take a cup and you buy just a cup and they're already filled with fresh fruit and ice. And you go to uh, you buy the cup, go to the machine, put it in, and it uh, makes it fresh for you. That's cool. What kind of space age technology is this? <laughs> uh, listen, here's what I would do with a Seven Eleven. I'm giving me a Slurpee, baby. We got to get the blue. We got the the cherry. They've got soda. I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of the soda flavor, straight up. But the, the cherry and the blue raspberry, maybe some orange pineapple. You can get the the smoothie. You can get the icy, whatever you want. I mean, Seven Eleven is just catering to all demographics right now. It's what Absolutely. it sounds like. Yeah. It's also very Japan, like vending machines and convenience stuff like that. Always cutting edge, but for the life of them, they can't figure out how websites work properly. <laughs> well, that's that's one way to say it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, maybe may, maybe like that was what twist made him twist his leg. He was carrying way too much uh, in the grocery bag. <laughs> so really, you're blaming Seven Eleven for this, is what is what I'm hearing. I mean, he was. It was the day of a show, and he oh. had he had been sent to go grocery shop. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we move on to match number three, tag team match. Takeshi Yoshida and Punch Nobunaga defeating Sachi Hoka Boy and Problem Dragon when Yoshida pinned Problem Dragon after a pineapple bomber. 
I said that if this match went five minutes, uh, I over five minutes, I would cry on this podcast. Luckily, it did, it only went four minutes, and I my tears are saved. This was still four minutes, way too long. <laughs> I haven't I, seen it, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But what about this winning streak that Punch is on right now? <sighs> Two in a row. Let's pull up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. The yeah. last, his last televised match was uh, from Ryuku Dragon Pro when there he lost. Oh, oh no! And before pro- that, and before that, he lost to Vibes. So his his uh, so his dead or alive winning streak ended at one, just like uh, my Sakurai's battle, battle royal uh, winning streak ended at one. So, <laughs> but yeah, this this was nothing. Moving on, eight man tag: Seabrats, Diamante, Hyo, Ishin, and Kai. Defeating Dragon Kid, Eita, Kagetora, and Ultimo Dragon. After it says eight minutes and twenty-three seconds, but I think at least four minutes of pre before that was crowd brawling, and a it lot of crowd great. brawling. It was great. It was Ultimo Dragon is so invested in this Diamante feud, and I don't I don't understand why he did the whole like dodging dodging him in the promo afterwards, but. Uh, because he's so in when he's actually wrestling, he is so invested, and it's such a like it's such a different and refreshing thing for to see from Ultimate Dragon. But yeah, Howard, uh, how can you dodge this man when you've been feuding with him for so long, and you do this brawling? Listen, Ultimo, he's he is living the luchador lifestyle right now. He's now gotten older. He went for his phase of the flying and the high flying and. And all of that stuff, being an innovator, a legend, even running a company. I mean, that's kind of unique. But now he's in the old guy phase. Now we need brawls. We need Lucha brawling brought to DG. And who else would you you throw into that mix than Ultimo Dragon? And then what does he do? He lets us all down with all of this promos and this talking and this stuff that nobody needs to even think about. Yeah, so... uh as a match, this was just awesome, in my opinion. I thought it was really fun to see. Like, they were going all all out. Like, Eita and Ishin had... For, for some reason, Ishin was really mad at Eita. And I think I think Ishin has, like, adopted Shun Skywalker's philosophy of hating Pro Wrestling Noah after he lost to Keno. So that's why he went ex- right after Eita. Because Eita is, pro, is a Pro Wrestling Noah wrestler. That, Do you really believe safe. that, Sadre? Do you believe anybody could hate pro wrestling Noah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> the the dramatic Twin Dragons feud with pro wrestling Noah continues. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as a match, I it was awesome. The finish was Diamante uh, ripping the mask of Ultimo, and then Dragon Kid going out and getting the mask and the. Everyone thought that Dragon Kid had ripped the mask of Ultimo for some reason. And Diamante used that to his advantage by pinning Ultimo. Uh, it was basically only Kagetora thinking it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, that led into, we mentioned it, a almost 10 minutes promo between Ultimo trying to dodge having a one-on-one match with Diamante. 
Because Diamante instantly, after a match, asked for a one-on-one mano-in-mano with, uh, with Ultimate Dragon. Or specifically, he said, with Dragon. And that, that Ultimate took to, to mean was that he wanted Dragon Kid, that Diamante wanted Dragon Kid. And he kept just trying to avoid having a singles match with Diamante. Ryo Saito came out really angry. And for almost, as, I, as we said, for a very long time, Ryo Saito and Ultimo Dragon had a fight about if Ultimo was going to do a match in front of Corrigan. And Corrigan was eating it up. They were laughing. They were having such a good time with it. Jay, Jay Church, you did your best trying to translate all this because it was a lot. <laughs> so I, I think I've realized something. What? I, I had an epiphany right now. Okay. Because there's something that you know... And I know, and I think I think you may have said it before on the show, but if they have it, I'm going to revisit it. There's one fact that you that made you so angry about Ultimo Dragon, and I'm going to tell you what it is, and that is the fact that he is not bald. Yeah, not and, I think, uh, and I think, and I think he's bald. <laughs> I think that the reason you thought that, and there's no evidence of it, just people's thoughts. I think you have now realized, or you thought, and I have now realized more accurately, that Ultimo Dragon, his mentor, his idol, the one he wants to be like, Aang, the last airbender. Because as you know, if you are a follower of the last <laughs> airbender, you know that he left the village he ran his ass away and got frozen for like a hundred years. So he's running again like a bald Aang bastard and needs to get his ass frozen for at least a hundred years and bring him back into the future wrestling. In wrestling. Oh, oh man. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> oh. But Ultima should, Ultima should just lose a... Who cares about the mask match? He should just lose a hair match so he's bald under that mask. <laughs> Every time it gets ripped, I'm so irritated. Why does this old man have hair? A lot of hair, also. But yeah, this. Uh, I yeah. thought. Like, of course, the ultimate thing here is that they want to build to Ultimate Dragon and uh, Diamante as a big match, which is will which will either be mask versus mask or hair versus hair. It will be mask versus mask. Even though, even though y- Yannick will. Ask for it to be hair versus hair. It will be mask versus mask, most likely. Oh, have, have you seen Diamante's hair? He should just lose the mask. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like, Ryo Saito, when he chased down Ultimo after this, he, he said that th- it will be severe consequences because Ultimo uh, keeps dodging and refusing this Diamante match. What those severe consequences will be, I have no idea. <laughs> Sounds but, severe. Sounds severe. But with that, we move over to match number five. Tag team match MK, Susumu Mochizuki, and Yasushi Kondo versus Naruki Doi and Shuji Kondo. Great match. Susumu and Doi was really good in the finishing stretch. And uh, finish was Susumu pinning Kondo after the Jumbo Lariat. And yeah, this, this, was, this served exactly the purpose it needed to be. Which was setting up Shuji Kondo uh, and Keno versus Susumu and Yasushi Kondo. What do you guys think about this? In the midst of all these young people, <laughs> yeah. the oldest generation. 
Has it yeah. a good match? I yeah. like this. No, there's really nothing to say about this. Um, other than it sets up a title challenge. Officially. Um, yeah. But the match was really fun. And afterwards, they talk. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think about this match? I thought it was alright. Uh, to me, uh, you know, these matches are always fine. There's room for them, and obviously somebody... Like, there's like, some good talent here. I'm not the biggest Kanda fan, but the other three I all li- like and respect a lot. And, and Kanda's been pretty good this year. <laughs> Had a little bit of a, a renaissance, so to speak. Yeah. But for, you know, eight, nine minutes... It was a pretty fun little mid-card match here. Not a lot to say about it, but it had its place. Yeah, and that it set up the, the title defense, which will happen on June 2nd, I think. Uh, yeah, June 2nd in Korkenhall. Shuji Kondo and Keno defending against Susumu and Yasushi Kondo. Most likely the main event, I think. But yeah. We'll get to that after the final. We'll get to that, yeah. Moving on. Don Fuji's 26th anniversary celebration match when he teamed, uh, teamed up with uh, his old partner, Masaki Mojizuki, Mochi Fuji were re- reunited versus two other former tag partners who reunited, Yamato and BB Hulk, two former allies and two former rivals. Two, but yeah, this match... <laughs> 40 minutes and 19 seconds ended when uh, Fuji pinned Yamato with the Gato clutch. And Yannick, you, you messaged me after this, after you watched the show and you said that you had forever respect for Yamato because he refused <laughs> he, re- he refused to lie down for Mario Fuji. But for Don Fuji he, oh, of course <laughs> of course he would lay down for Don Fuji. Yeah, because in in the words of Twitter, fuck them kids, the young block can lie down themselves. Poor <laughs> poor Yuki. Yeah. But for the Paul, Don Fuji, like you know, well but this this match and also this was pretty fun. Um whenever whenever Fuji is into what he does. And yeah. he mostly is. Yeah. Well it's mostly like beating up rookies. But here it is the anniversary of his twenty sixth, uh, oh, his twenty sixth anniversary. So yeah. you know he needed to beat up some old guys for for a change, and and you know, that's he need, he needed to be he needed to tease that he was going to be thrown off uh, the cork and uh, like what's it called balcony. <laughs> yeah, two or three times. Two or three times he did that uh, tease. Yeah. What do you what think? What if that this? had happened? Oh, what if he got that, thrown over? That is, that is well, actually then it from his, then it, <laughs> like, then it yeah. would have been his last uh, anniversary as a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> that also, but that would also be uh, get Dragon Gate banned from using Corrigan for like a year. <laughs> There's many consequences to these actions, so thankfully they didn't go that route. But I do like how this is playing out. Uh, the DG roster... We figured out that Ultimo Dragon is Aang, and Yamato is Michael Jordan, apparently. So I think that we all have a lot of different things we're learning today. Uh, this match was so fun to me. I, I, I thought this was like such a good 
thing. I highly, highly enjoyed it. Probably more than anything on the show, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I just had so much fun watching these four at it. Um, the revival of BB Hulk <laughs> continues in my mind. Yeah. Uh, not that he was the, the main character of this match by any stretch of imagination, but he's still... I love this match. All four of them get props from me. And seeing Fuji get the win, awesome. I, I love this. <laughs> It, during the entrance, Jay mentioned that Don Fuji had uh, was mad that he was not named one of the new era Big Six because Don Fuji meant he was ready for that spot. Well, <laughs> I feel bad for Don Fuji not being one of the new era Big Six generation. <laughs> Jay also he was an oversight. Well, uh, was great on this. Like, well, yeah, just getting out the anecdotes. Telling some John Fucci stories of the olden times. Yeah. So, with that, we move over to the Rewa New Generation Leaders special six man tag team match. First of all, before I get down to this, I need to mention that this, because uh, the whole big six is such a big deal, I have to mention this that. This is uh, the last time we saw a big six six-man tag where every one of the Dragon Gate big six were connected in one match. Was Akira Tozawa's last match in, in Dragon Gate in 2016, Gate of Destiny, Yamato, Shingo Takagi, and BB Hulk versus Akira Tozawa, Nariki Doi, and Masaru Yoshino. It is a ma- match that... Jay mentioned that you should rewatch before watching this. I I didn't have time to rewatch it, but I love that match. It's one of my favorite matches. It is up on Dragon on the Dragon Gate Network, and you should absolutely go and watch that because that is a match that is very similar to this match. Because everyone in that match gets things in, and they are at the end of their big six run because one of the big six is leaving, and two years later, the other one of the big six were le- left. And three years after that, another one retired. And uh, but yeah, uh, it is a match that you sh- should watch be- uh, while also watching this. Or so like, it's very similar because a lot of people get in their stuff. They get they prove why they are the leaders of the generation, and that they did in this match too. Madoka Kikura, Kota Minora, and Shun Skywalker defeated Ben K, Yuki Oshoka, and Storm Machine J when. Uh, Madoka Kikura hit the rolling lariat right hand of God on Strong Machine J after 22, uh, 21 minutes and 19 seconds. And I thought this was a fantastic main event that got e- everyone to got, uh, got to show why they need, to, why they are worthy of being in this position. Why they were p- chosen. Everyone got to prove that to Corkin. Corkin bought into everything about this. This is obviously the main the main part of Dragon Gate for the rest of the year. Are this are the focus on these six and the focus on Madoka Madoka, Madoka Kikura's uh, like leading change of that. It started last year last year when Yuki Oshoka started defeating the last generation one by one by one until he got bit, uh, defeated by one of his generation. And I think, as we, t- as we talked about with Dead or Alive, these guys are going to be Dragon Gate for the next 10 years. 
Especially right. the main event scene. Now, I see... what did you guys think about this match? Yannick, you... I've seen this match twice. Yeah. Because uh, when I was uh, watching the show yesterday, uh, like after work, a uh, long day, at this point I was kind of tired. Yeah. And I've seen the match, and spoiler warning, after the match they talked a lot. Yeah. And I, I wrote something, well, like, I don't think I grasped this. What is this? Um, what is this? It's so much. Uh, well, it's so much, but it's also so little. Like, nothing really happens. Or happened. Um, and today, um, in break, I watched the match again. And I realized there really wasn't that much to it. The match was the match itself, as a match, I thought was awesome. Really good. Fin- yeah. Um, so, so, so. But there but were like, no, like... They weren't really point. setting up stuff. Yeah. It was, because, like, it yeah. was empty calories. Yeah. Dylan, what do you think about this match? Yeah, I think both of those things that you said can be true at the same time, in that just in terms of the pure wrestling part of it, like just as a match, I thought they all did a great job. Uh, you know, had a really good, like, great pace to the match. There was never any parts where I was getting bored uh, yeah. in it. Like, there was constant ins and outs and people doing stuff and doing good stuff as well. And people showing that they have great chemistry and can be built upon in the future. Like... And in unique situations, too, because yeah. now you have Kakuda and Yoshioka on opposite sides. You've yeah. got Ben K like in Menorah on the opposite sides. So I would have liked to have seen someone I mean they you know, obviously it was for the, the new the, the Rewa big sticks or whatever. <laughs> like so machine had to be in there. I think it would have been cool if there was another uh Zebrats person to counter Shun, uh to make it like all counters. But still though, I thought the wrestling was really good. All of them uh, did a great job. In terms of like it being anything meaningful or whatever. Uh, no, there wasn't anything like that. It was more like it's just solidifying Kakuda as yeah. like the man right right and, now, like and solidifying these six as the main stars of the company because everyone got to do their stuff. Like, I it is I I of course a lot of times the get your stuff in six man tag is kind of like uh, meant as an insult to those or like this was just that nothing else, but. Th- in this match, they did that to get to sell people on them, to sell people into buying into Dragon Gate's next generation. And this, like, and that is I, what I liked about this. <laughs> and I have to say, they succeeded in. When I watched this today, I, um, I really thought, well, none of these felt out of place. Yeah. They feel like a big deal right now. That's a good point. Yeah, and, I agree with you that. Know, Again, that's mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, of course, I, in the end, Strong Machine J took the pin. Um, in the post-match promo, after everyone had <laughs> said, because this was a very Dragon Gate promo, because everyone got to say got to say something. Like uh, everyone's got to say something. Kikura started uh, the post-match promo because he won. Then he then the mic got taken away from him by Yuki. Then Kikura, 
No, then uh, Kota Minora, both Kota Minora and Yuki Oshioka, by the way, expressed interest in facing Madoka Kikura at Kobe World. That it, that might be something to talk about in the future. And but the most important thing was when Ben Cave was trying to talk, and Shin Skywalker grabbed the mic from him before Ben K could start his whole like rant, which Ben K does. And Yuki took, uh, Shun Skywalker took the mic from him and immediately started berating uh, as, uh, Strong Machine J, t- telling him that he is the weakest link. Of course, it makes sense that the guy from the weakest unit, in Shun's opinion, Natural Vibes, is the guy that takes takes a pin in this because he has no place being in the ring with the other five, and all that. Like he was, he was trash talking the shit out of out of Strong Machine J. And during that trash talking, Big Boss Shimizu came ringside and kind of like tried to step in and take and stop uh, Shun from talking uh, down at Jay, but Shun kicked him away, and Jay stood up and took the mic. And he actually agreed with Chun that he he has he has no like he, the reason why he's here isn't because of him. It is because of his name and all all that. Like he he was basically agreeing with uh, Shun about uh, Strong Machine J not uh, being worthy of being uh, with those other five. And but in the end, he promised that he would prove himself. He promised that he would be uh, be worthy of being being here. Of course, Shun laughed and played, played basically no sold it. And um, yeah, it was a very emotional uh, promo from Jay. And then he stormed off and went backstage. And then it like for some time it was a bit quiet. And then Big Boss Shimizu grabbed the mic from ringside and stood on the, in the corner. And he. He was really pissed. He asked why they had forgotten about him. Why is why is it six, not seven? Why is he not in the ring with them? Because he is obviously he is of their generation. He is a one that has a already a star star power. He he has just as much right to be in there with as Strong Machine J or Ben K has or something like that. Like he he was basically complaining about them skipping over him, which they did. Big Boss Shimizu absolutely deserves to be in there, because he he is popular, he is, he is very young, people don't know this, but Big Boss Shimizu is actually younger than some people in the Big Six right now. So it was, it was a really emotional promo from Big Boss Shimizu, uh, and it basically kind of made made like to- told us without telling us that the next, uh, the first defense for Kikura for this, in the for the open the uh, Dream Gate title will be Big Boss Shimizu, and I think that's awesome. A big hoss fight to figure out if Big Boss Shimizu is worthy. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? Of course, I said a lot there, but Yannick, I want to know what you think. Oh, okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Um. Huh. Well, I have a bigger we point had... to make, so... I, I, okay, I, I yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. It's, it's like we have this hot group of contenders, more or less. 
like this yeah. big generation. And I'm really into all of them. Yeah. And out comes the guy that I really don't care about right wow. now. Yeah. Like the the boss time thing was fun, but like I wasn't really invested in it. Uh, we know he's a good wrestler, but like Ibs is probably the one that I think could easily be the skipped one. Or like if he left Vibes for a reason or another, that wouldn't re- I wouldn't really care. Probably better for my investment into him, in him. Um, you know that he is pissed that he isn't included. Makes sense, but I was fearing like, are they gonna do this for? Uh, are they gonna do this for World? Yeah. Um, but they have a double shot in June in Kurkin. And when I uh, when I realized that, since then I'm way better, uh, I'm way higher on this. Because yeah. in the double shot last year they did the, on the first it was the finals of King of Gate, and the second was um, a Torium and reunion show. Yeah. So they're obviously not going to do any of the, uh, these in on both of them. Yeah. And you know, main event one with Keno, main event the other with a Dreamgate title match you know even i think it's pretty clear that madoka wins this yeah because <laughs> you know he isn't he isn't losing on v1 yeah it's also shimizu yeah shimizu isn't also isn't winning like anything yeah um yeah so i'm now i'm fine with this um it felt um in like two three weeks time First of all, uh, I need to get get to something because I don't think this match is happening in Corkin. I actually do think that this match is happening in May, on the twenty eighth in Edeon Arena number two, Osaka, because it will it is uh, Big Boss Shimizu's hometown. It is they always they always build Edeon Arena shows with a Big Boss Shimizu in the main, in the main event or in a big prominent match. Because no, he is so over. You said. Yeah, but that's so small. Yeah, but still, I, I, it, it, it is the. No, I'm. It is the same they run for champion game. Isn't it? No, that's number one. No. Isn't it? No. <laughs> I think it's number two. They run. They run champion gate in number two. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's like uh, 600 people in there, right? Yeah. Eddie on Arena, uh, Champion Gate in Osaka 2023, Eddie on Arena number two. But why would you put, uh, why would you put the uh, big Dream Gate title match in there, not in Kirk? And they they, they mean, did that earlier this year. <laughs> they did that last year with Kai and yeah, Bigos. Just, just do like boss time versus some form of. Like courageous, some, for example. No, but I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that works as a preview. But I, but there's it is different, also, yeah. But you, you, there's different configurations for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not just six hundred. Yeah. Like sometimes they do stuff up to like two thousand. I think Stardom did a show 
Remember they did the, the show in February? Well, that was in uh, number two. The one where the uh, Julia and Suzu and uh Okay. Yeah, like that was in the, that was there. Because there's different configurations for it and there's like a smaller one and a bigger one. Yeah. Either way this it is it they are gonna treat this as a big match. Uh, but I do think that it it is a possibility that it main events Eddie on the Reno number two at the end of Anyways, May. What's your pick? Pick yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just saying. I mean, this match to me, I really like Big Boss. Actually, I think yeah. he's like one of the better guys they have. Actually, like just in terms of my enjoyment of his wrestling. But I also agree. That this match is not that interesting to me because there's exactly what you said. There's no way he's going to be the champion right now. Uh, you know, like they haven't really built him up at all for something like that. So I think it'll be a really good match. I think it's a great t- first first defense for him, so to speak. Stylistically against Kakuna, two big guys, that's great. But what I wanted to think, or what I was thinking, I wanted to see what you guys thought about. I feel like, is it possible that we haven't thought about this Kobe World thing all wrong? Because there's, we have this whole deal going on with the big six. They took away the King of Gate. And we've been speculating on some people. We, we were talking about some outsiders, maybe. Some big legends. Something like that. Is it possible that they just put all six of these guys in the main event of the Kobe World? A multi-man match for, for the match. title. Something totally different that they have not Cage done. Cage match. And that's the cage match that we all needed. Deep down. Maybe that is a that is an interesting point because of course, as I said, uh, Kota Minora and Yuki Oshioka both uh, like heavily implied that they want to challenge uh, Kikura at, at Kobe, and that is a really cool point because if they put all the all these people into the, that match, yeah, that I I am kind of into that. That is a really cool main event. I I hope that happens now. <laughs> I think that would explain a lot of their decisions if if that does happen because I I've been like you know I'm racking my brain trying to figure out why like because every potential Dragon Gate person I just come up with why couldn't they just win King of Gate and then, and then then one with something like this that gives you something different something unique explains that uh, gives you a uh, it boosts this uh, you know you know big six deal they're going with you know and. The big six, who's to say that that even, like, that's not going to last forever in terms of just, like, these are the only main eventers. There's going to be people that come in in and oh, out. Yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll be different. You know, they'll be different things. People will turn each other. Maybe somebody will go down the card. Like, nobody knows what's going to happen long term. But for yeah. this, for this, you know, this year, pretty much, I think they would be very much boosted if they all got into the, the main event. Like, you can always have that, even if you don't win the title. You could say, "Hey, this is a former Kobe World Main Eventer in the future." I think it would boost them all for years to come. Yeah, I I am really into this idea. I hope it happens. It is a great pre- uh, like prediction. If you're right, be prepared to take a big victory dance. <laughs> hey, I, I haven't seen anybody say this yet, so it's just yeah. something that I was thinking when this promo stuff was going on. I was like, you know, Kobe World. Maybe, and I was just thinking, maybe we thought about this wrong because I was trying to think of who it could be, why it could be. So yeah, if that does happen, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'd certainly take it. Uh, and hey, listeners, if you if you uh, like, 
Be sure to remind Dylan of this. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> Especially yeah. if I'm wrong about it. It's just a oh, yeah. match. <laughs> if, if, if he's wrong about this, do we we are gonna like he's never gonna forget about that. But, yeah. You'll never let him forget. Yeah. <laughs> this was a great uh, like it was a very like Dragon Gate close to a show. Because they they of course set up the next uh, the next uh, Dreamgate match because every like they it's so obvious that it's Big Boss Shimsu versus Kikudo next. Uh, where where that happens, we don't know. They haven't confirmed the venue yet. I I'm still of the belief that they might uh, stack that uh, Eddie Arena show at the end of May for that, uh, since it's in Big Boss Shimsu's hometown and all that. They could also do Corkin. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be opposed to that. It, it all, that also makes sense. But maybe they have a triangle gate defense in the main event of Corkin instead. But either way, one thing uh, I don't think Dragon Gate cares about that. Um, but the the Edeon show doesn't have English commentary, so that would suck. They could have Champion Gate had. Yeah, but um, but yeah. But Jay uh, already told us that. Yeah, I see. Uh, your told point. that his schedule is done for the month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see your point. Uh, but uh, before we move on and close the show, we have a preview of the next Dragon Gate show. The only like Dragon Gate show that has a full card that is happening between now and our re- next recording on the May- on May fourteenth, twenty twenty three, from Kobe Samba Hall. This will be the Courage Produce uh, show that they got uh, the right to produce a show because they won won this like mobile game uh, tur- uh, tournament <laughs> they, they it was they did a gimmick on uh, on twitter about that for a couple of days and uh, decourage won that so they they produced this card they booked this and uh, i'll run through this uh in the in the dark match we dark matches are back because it's an expedition match Expedition, yeah. Uh, Dragon Gate Future, the first one of the class of 2023 we have seen, Ryuo Tanaka will be making his uh, future debut versus Kagetora. So that's the dark match. And then match, uh, match number one, eight man tag, Jason, Jason Lee, Jackie Funky Kame, and Ho Lun teams up with the returning Super Shenlong 2 because. Kung Fu Masters are back. No, Super Shenlong 3, I mean. Kung Fu Masters are back in full force, and they are facing Don Fuji, Genki Horiguchi, La Estrella, and Punch Dominaga. And then match number two, singles match. The Open Dreamgate champion has the biggest singles match possible on this D-Courage produced show. Madoka Kikura takes on Konomamo Ishikawa. Moving on, <laughs> match number three, tag the match, BB Hulk and Ben K of Gold Class versus Big Boss Shimizu and Strong Machine J of Natural Vibes. Match number four, six-man tag, Masaki Mochizuki, Yasushi Kondo and Kaito Nagano versus Noriki Doi, Shuji Kondo and Daiki Yanaguchi. Six-man tag, Ultimate, Ultimate Dragon, Yamato Takeshi Yoshida versus Shun Skywalker, Kai and Diamante of Seabrats. And then in a main event, King King of Lords Mobile Entry Member Royal Sambo Battle Royal Battle Royal Yuki Oshiroka Dragon Kid No 
Yukio Shoko versus Dragon Dyer versus Dragon Kid versus Sashi Hokuboy versus Casey versus UT versus Kota Minora versus Minorita versus Susumu Mochizuki versus Hyo versus Ishin. That is the main event Battle Royal. So, yeah, we will be covering that show next week and uh, the, D- the DDT Shiba show, uh, the anniversary show for Yuji Hino. And we will probably mention. Mentioned tomorrow's match between uh, Czech Shimitani and T-Hawk over in Gleet for the G-Rex title. So that is the preview for next week's episode. Watch all those, all three of those shows. Listeners. <laughs> or don't, and just listen to us. Review them. Because we will. Do I need to? If Yannick, you, you could never <laughs> escape T-Hawk no matter how much you want to. <laughs> We will, we will definitely talk about Tiok versus Czech because I'm really hyped for that match. But yeah, uh, that will be all, us for this week. Any anything you guys want to plug before we move on uh, and close the show? I just want to say that I already hate this Ultimo match from the Decurt show. Mm. That's all. Yeah, because Yoshida is in it. And Ultimo. Yoshira is in it. That's the why you hate it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely doesn't make it better. <laughs> Dylan. Strong, strong words. Strong words. <laughs> but just uh, listen to all the shows on Five Star Network. Listen to my other show outside the Five Star Network, Eastern Lariat. And uh, um, not to mention, listen to the return of Lucha Talk, which is about Lucha Libre. Oh, yeah. And another style of wrestling I, I like. We. We took only a small time of two years off uh, to do it with the pandemic and everything, but we came back. Uh, me and Fredo, as far as our Microman Fever, uh, those are like such great friends to me, and it like uh, just like it's like, just like this show, just like with you guys. Whenever anything crazy is going on, you are the guys I turn to most, uh, and I felt like that way on that show. But it was a lot of fun talking about lucha all over the place, uh, all over the world. We mentioned uh, Diamante. A little bit on there, uh, so we I did bring him up a little bit. We were talking about lucha all over the world. Uh, Eldo Dr. Wagner Jr. as well. Uh, Fredo was stunned that people like him now, but it, it happened. <laughs> like you know, th- things work in crazy ways sometimes in wrestling. But listen to all that stuff. Follow along with the Five Star website. Like I said, there's a lot of talented writing going on there too. In addition to the podcast, I've been really impressed. Yeah, just as somebody who's you know been around for so long. Uh, in in the wrestling game, just see so many different faces and people come and go. Uh, I really think you've got a we've got a special collection of talent. So I thought those are my plugs for the for there. Uh, just remember, hopefully everybody had fun for the show. Tune in next week to Dramatic Dream Dragons. It's going to be a lot of fun talking about Glee, talking about DG and DDT. I uh, really enjoyed the vibes, and hopefully you guys did too. Yeah, next week will be our twentieth episode. We have been, we have been going that long, guys. <laughs> Happy birthday! But yeah, until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go. Wake up and go. Wake up and go.